You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. Each week I have the pleasure of speaking to a local sports person and I have the opportunity to discuss their aspirations and, dare I say, their dreams of fulfilling those aspirations. Well, this week I was fortunate to be able to talk to a young sportsman who is living his dream of becoming a professional in his chosen sport. Darcy Boyd is a young trainee professional at Kaima Golf Club. His ambition is to become a tournament and coaching golf professional. As I spoke with Darcy, I couldn't help but think he knows exactly what he wants and he's doing precisely what he needs to do to achieve his goal. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation as much as I enjoyed being part of it. So today I'm talking with Darcy Boyd, a trainee professional at the Kaima Golf Club. So welcome Darcy to Kaima Community Radio. Thanks Glenn, thanks for having me. So Darcy, becoming a professional in any sport is the dream of many young people. You're currently living that dream through golf. It sounds glamorous, but it also seems like it's a lot of hard work and sacrifice. Can you tell our listeners what a typical week looks like for you as a trainee professional? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a full commitment for me to the process. So I work five days a week in the pro shop here at Kaima Golf Club. On those days, I also teach and we run some pretty extensive junior clinics. And then I obviously have to practice my own game as well on my days off and outside of those hours. So it's definitely a full-time commitment. So how many hours would you put in any profession each week? Uh, I'd say it was about 40 in the pro shop and then another, say, 8 to 10 of coaching and all that sort of stuff. And then probably another 20 of practice for myself and my own game so really yeah and I think and then I uh, play travel to do that and travel to do that on my days off yeah that's an incredible uh, commitment yeah uh, so let's go back to your amateur career tell us about the uh, you know how did you get into golf yeah so my uh, my family's always been associated with golf my uh, my father was a golf course superintendent he was a pretty good player and then on my mum's side pretty much everyone played from aunties to uncles cousins and grandparents so I was uh, probably destined to uh, get into golf and then from there I uh, just fell in love with the game and the process of getting better and that reaped some good rewards towards the end of my amateur career. So you're not just just any young amateur golfer, or you weren't just any young amateur golfer, you're actually Australian amateur champion yeah, in 2018. Yeah. Tell us about all that. Yeah, so in 2018 I went over to WA and competed in the Australian amateur and I was lucky enough to win the stroke play component of that which included a 7 under par 65 at Lake Carignac, which is sort of a uh, pretty monumental golf course in Australian golf history. So that was probably one of the most special moments I've had in golf. Yeah, that's a big tournament course over there in Western Australia, I believe. Yeah, certainly they've held many uh, Australian amateurs, Australian amateur events, and also a lot of elite professional events as well. So pretty special to um, yeah have a great round there and also get the win at the same time. So what drew you to Kaima? My girlfriend lives down here. I was originally from the Central Coast and four years ago I moved down here full time and we lived together and uh, got a job here at Kaima Golf Club, uh, I'd say about three years ago, give or take. Yeah, haven't looked back since, I love it. So uh, I believe last year you all started a professional uh, career here, you're a trainee professional, so who's your mentor here? Uh, my mentor was Toby McGeechee, um, he was the head professional here for majority of my time and then now it is Elsie and Dak and I'm very lucky to have those two 
still working with me and sharing all their great knowledge and wisdom. And then I also have uh, my golf coach, Dave Sard. He owns his own driving range to the South Coast Golf Centre and he's been monumental in my de- development as well, both as a player and a coach. Okay, now, when, when you've got a mentor, they're leading you through this, this process, you know, what do they do for you? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me, like I've always been quite driven to be the best in everything that I do, and it's always good to work with people who are also, also driven and want to be the best in what they do, and that was definitely the, the thing that has helped me the most. Toby and Elle, they're good, good golf coaches and they run good businesses, and that was probably something that I need a lot of help with as a young pro starting off who wants to get into their teaching and apply their trade through that. They're were, they were great mentors and people to always bounce ideas off and see how they do things. And then Dave Sard is much of the same and he's also been a great player and worked with great players. So to have all those people in my corner, I think I uh, owe a lot to them. So each year you have to accomplish something as I understand it to progress to the next year in, in your profession so what do you need to do each year to, to keep moving through your your traineeship? Yeah so essentially it's just like an apprenticeship for any other trade but my trade's golf so you develop your skills through workplace performances um, and then you do a lot of assessments on a weekly basis as well and <clears throat> so long as you're deemed competent in all of them you, you continue to progress through the program and at the end, you're a fully qualified PGA member of Australia. So I believe uh, last year you were named Trainee Pro of the Year. What did you have to do to get that title? Yeah, so um, that was based on a combination of playing, workplace performance and academic performance. And I was lucky enough to win the academics for Australia in uh, the, all of the first year apprentices. And then uh, I think I came about seventh in the plane, which was a little disappointing to me because I was sort of right up there. but couple of things didn't go my way at the end of the year, but um, you know, seventh, first and seventh was always a good start to my first year in the in the program, and that was good enough to sort of get the job done for the being named the 2020 National Trainee of the Year, which was pretty special considering it was also part of the Greg Norman Medal, and Greg Norman's obviously uh, probably the biggest name in Australian golf history. So absolutely, yeah. well, that's well done. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So where do you think you'll be you know, focusing going forward? Would you like to be a tour pro or a club pro or, or what, what do you think you'll do? Yeah, essentially um, at this stage I'd, I'd like to definitely go and apply my trade on the tour. I think my results on the golf course when I've been um, at my best have certainly showed that I can mix it with the best. A lot of my amateur wins were against great players like Minu Lee played in the uh, 2018 Australian Amateur and he's now a European Tour winner so I think you know, he played well that week as well, and I think he came third or fourth. So, definitely goes to show I can I can mix it with those guys. Um, you just have to give yourself the opportunities. But in saying that, I'm definitely very keen on the coaching aspect of it as well. Um, I've been lucky enough to this year get some good junior programs up and running at Kaima Golf Club off the back of the great work that the pros before me had done, and we're definitely growing the game in the local area. So. I'd definitely like to see uh, myself pursue both aspects of the of the game, but first of all, it'll be playing at this stage once uh, COVID sort of takes its hands off the professional game because obviously it's under uh, difficult barriers at the moment with travel with and travel all that things, sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you certainly can't travel outside Australia. Yeah, that's right. And if you do, it's sort of not worth it if you don't have full status somewhere because you need to base yourself where you're going to sort of play, mm-hmm. you can, especially for like European tour and Asian tour. You can't sort of jump between countries at the moment on a week-to-week basis. And if you're only going over for a couple of events and you've got to do two weeks quarantine either side, it sort of makes it hard. And 
yeah, maybe not feasible. Absolutely. Well, listen, if, if you need someone to carry the bag at some stage, I'm, I'm quite qualified at that. I actually do that for the wife when we travel. So just keep me in mind. But good, luck, but good luck in the future. I, I really do hope you, uh, you go well. You've certainly got some pedigree and, and really attacking your, your chosen sport very well. So congratulations and thanks very much for talking today on Kiama Community Radio. Thanks for having me, mate. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. In golf this week, the ladies played Stapleford events across the region. At Kiama, Division 1 was won by Sharon Blake with 38 points, from Trish Freeman with 36. In Division 2, Patricia Laird, 37, on a countback from Carol Kaur. In Division 3, Sharon Casson with 34, from Liz Jackman with 32. While the Jamboree, Lynn Berger won with 39, from Loretta Green, 35. The Anzac Day weekend saw no matches played in Senior League across the region. In Junior League, in under-11s, Kaima 54 defeated Milton 4, while in Girls League tag, under-12s, Sussex Inlet 32 defeated Kaima 16. It was tremendous to see Netball and AFL have commenced their competitions for the winter. I will bring you results from these sports over the next few weeks and I hope to have a chat with an AFL coach to get a better understanding of how that competition is progressing this year. It is with great sadness that I report the passing this week of local rugby league great Peter Diamond. Peter played for Western Suburbs in the New South Wales competition, also representing New South Wales and Australia in the 1960s. Peter leaves his wife Val, his children Craig and Jody, and his grandchildren. Rest in peace, Peter. That's all I have time for this week, but if you want your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kayama Community Radio.